no, I'm, I'm very much a person who's like, you know what? Uh, if you have a fetish, if you have a kink and it's not hurting anyone, like do it. But it's like when that becomes like what the left is about, like liberating all <laughs> this stuff, it's just like, just Christ, like it doesn't, doesn't seem, it's not a project that is grounded in any sort of um, material reality. And Absolutely. That's the big problem. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they have consumer brain because it's just about everybody, not what, not people getting what they need, but everybody getting what they want, which is just capitalist lib consumer brain shit. And it's like, if I have this niche uh, deviant fetish, which, you know, everybody's deviant in some form or another. That's why we made these fucking uh, made up norms and standards to sort of like. That's some pushback on that. I think <laughs> I'm usually pretty normal. Everyone yeah, else is of pretty much a fucking sicko. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking sickos, yeah. See, it's just the, the gatekeeper of, of uh, normality and civility. So I'm at Slaboy T. Alright, this is uh, shit's powder 37. This is a black.com pilled. This is the Fed Post. about earlier how that's like one of the main issues as far as with the left it's like not being able to gain any progress not being able to build any material solidarity or anything is that it is like now completely unrooted at any material base like as kind of mirroring with neoliberalism like in the later half of the 19th century to now like it's become a project based solely on like ideological liberation rather than material liberation from like material actual markable stuff like economic Mm -hmm. conditions and stuff so there's no real benchmarks anymore like there's no real way to say like no we're not making progress because like there's still so many people that are living in poverty you can be like oh well we're like still shaping the conversation like because it's just like this ideological shit that's intangible like it's like everyone's focused on trying to like somehow transcend like social cues and norms and like just natural like biases within human nature and just like the need to categorize things and they're trying to like transcend that through diving deeper into it as if that's going to be the way to like get material transcendence from oppression uh, rather than vice versa and it's like obvious that that's the case i feel like there needs to be some type of call to like getting back to a material like some sort of markable with benchmarks and like knowing actually changing material circumstances and helping people's lives well it's a lot yeah it's a lot of navel gazing and that's why the necrophilia thing or the cannibalism thing like these niche things that pop up and like they get some audience with the left or some credence or whatever it's like oh you're not just some random sicko like there's something right to this well, like, something to yeah. like identify with and then you know what happens it ends up being one of the many things in your bio that you identify as <laughs> and then you're you know you're a consumer that way and now there's you know, a pod for the people like you and there's, you know, products for and merch for people like you. So as all that navel gazing shit is, it's just, you know, you open up a new market and there's more market share somewhere else now. That's all that is. Yeah, and I think like I think like Egg said earlier, you, you talked about like like the idea of like emancipation, but like it's not it's not this isn't leading to like a meaningful freedom. Like it like 
it's the opposite. Like it's a, it's a form of narcissism that is like a prison. It's yep. a prison. And like, absolutely. And like, we have all been raised in this culture and like, you know, as Bane would say, like we've been formed by it, you know? And like, <laughs> and, you know, for, formative political thinker in my lifetime. And yeah, the scholar. Absolutely, man. He was the king of the Olympian. <laughs> a year ago, two years ago, I was a Chomsky guy. Now I'm Bane all the way. Yeah. <laughs> a Bane. Ross Al Ghul. <laughs> Actually, Al Ghul, Al Ghul is, uh, is uh, into some pretty fringe right ideas that I, I don't know if I'm ready for yet. Mark's Bane is uh, Lenny, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he applied it. He applied it. No, no, no. But no, just, just to say, like, like it is a, a prison and I in like oh, yeah. speaking from personal experience and everything like like the more you ponder you, you ponder yourself and what you are especially when you're isolated right Absolutely. like I was thinking I was driving into I was I was driving today and I like specifically like made a note on my phone like over voice I wasn't texting while driving just you know and like just to like say like I had the the thought of like you know uh like in a vacuum who and what you are isn't really all that important right and you can have the illusion of who and what you are like infinitely right absolutely yeah purely market-based purely uh by identity right like uh bogiard referred to like the the constant deluge of information as like the ecstasy of communication and now there's almost an ecstasy of identity right like yeah it's almost like it's very exciting i remember when i was 23 and i was a a graduate student studying um poetry and i got my first poem published in a literary journal i remember the whole day i was just like riding the high of being like wow i'm a poet i can say i'm a poet and it was it, it was an ecstasy like no other and um you know, once I realized that stuff was kind of bullshit and gate kept by by these terrible um, neoliberal achievement subjects, then I kind of was like, all right. But like, it's it's very exciting to be like, wow, I'm this, I'm that. You know, especially if you Absolutely. don't have much uh, philosophy, ideology, anything under your belt. Yeah, I think Slav had talked about this, uh, and, and I had talked about this on like the fourth episode where we were talking about identity and how this navel gazing, you know, like Slav said, it goes nowhere. Like you can do it infinitely, and then all this obsession with identity it just it's kind of just absurd on its face because if you really want to think about it philosophically if you really want to take it to the end it's you're going to hit the black hole that's where you're going to end <laughs> up and that's the reality anybody who's really took some time to think about it the only logical you know conclusion you're going to get if you're being real with it and the thing about all yeah. this identity stuff on the left is like in these niche identities and these bios that are like you know a hundred different descriptors or whatever and all these flags or whatever it's like it reminds me of the kid in in high school who like you know was going through a crazy phase like the goth oh, yeah. phase and then all of a sudden yeah. months later they show up and they're like the rap phase and then months later they're the other <laughs> and I've, I've known people who like you know socially not well adjusted and just kind of isolated in their heads too much and they're very obsessed with their identity and it's kind of a painful thing that's very relatable it's very you know everybody can empathize with that because we all want to you know claim something and or just you know have some way of molding this you know nebulous mass that we are mentally like we're not anything yeah. so it's it, and it helps you feel like you kind of like get a sense of belonging from absolutely. it too or so what people are kind of searching for out of yep. it and everyone's so alienated nowadays yep. that and so isolated especially now with covid and everything you know that that's like there's it's like a deep longing or yearning to do that 
you know, you can also see that in like all of philosophy since like the beginning of time, people wondering about the self and, you know, that type of thing. So it's very understandable, Absolutely. you know, yearning and drive. But at the same time, like you have to look at the functionality of what happens materially with that type of drive. And it's like Egg says in his article on Medium that uh, small med- meditation on links between racism and class inequality, he talks about how uh, there's... It's used actually to create a barrier to solidarity. Uh, so when you know you keep trying to put yourself in these small identity categories, you keep trying to find the most niche, like small grid pattern area that you can fit yourself into on the big chart of all of identities. You know, it actually instead puts up walls between you and everyone else rather than building that solidarity of understanding, oh, we're all just fractals of the same collective, uh, you know, and we should actually embrace that. Um, and instead, you know, it's kind of like that big focus and BLM and stuff on allyship versus solidarity. Um, exactly. Right. Yeah, Egg, if you want to, like, just give, like, a background of what you've written around those topics. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, COH, that was a really good um synopsis and and reading of that for sure um yeah i yeah i started writing on medium a couple uh couple months ago i was trying to aim to get like a piece out every two weeks it ended up being like one a month yeah i wrote about um so i had a thread i had a thread that went like it did like somewhat it did some numbers you on did numbers hey <laughs> putting yeah. up numbers you prayed day, in the morning and you got numbers <laughs> any day you do numbers like man that's a good day any day a friend does numbers that's an even better day <laughs> hey. i'm magnanimous like that um, <laughs> I know, I wrote, but, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. So I wrote about, um, the first one, the, uh, yeah, I wrote this on June 3rd. I wrote basically, you know, a meditation on the links between racism and class inequality. And I kind of wrote about allyship, this, this notion that, um, this kind of corporate response to like a, kind of a corporate restructuring of, you know, of what solidarity sort of should be. It, like um, allyship, it's, it takes its roots in like a palpable recognition of difference, right? It kind of says that um, one's experience is distinct from another's in terms of race, gender, or religious identity. So all you can really be is an ally, right? All you can really be is be a cheerleader, stand to the side, you know, right. say, oh, this isn't my place, but, um, you know, I'm here for this person. There was a video that went that went viral of a woman. She was pretty young, probably college-aged. Um, she was kind of like saying... She got on her microphone and she was like, all right. It was like in a, a lower income community that was doing uh, some sort of um, protest, I guess. It was like right after George Floyd, I think. And she got on the oh, microphone. I think I remember and this. She was like, all right, like all the white people, like this is not your place. Like, listen. To, like, oh, I remember. Yeah. And like this middle aged black guy to the, to the side of her is like, no, like, don't. You're not splitting right. us up. Like, we're here. Like, right. we're all here. And I was like, right. whoa, this is like, this is like watching real people who are affected and the people who've just come out of like, you know, Oberlin identity yep. politics university. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. yeah, I was just, I, I remember watching that and I was like, wow, like all this stuff that I'm talking about with people online, all the stuff that I think like, I'm right. Like it's, it's terrible. Like allyship, of course it's, of course it's divisive. It's of course, if it's, of course it's ineffective, you know? Yes. Um, I remember seeing that video. I, yeah. I thought the same thing. I, I probably saw it on, on your uh, page and like, yeah, that shit like, yeah, I mean, what other way, you know, it's perfectly summing up what we've been talking about. Uh, well, I see that play out here, too, like in Denver, just on a practical sense. Like, I'm involved sometimes in like food access programs and stuff. And I actually have been privy to like some conversations on people who are leading different companies doing that or different organizations. 
and there's like you know if we live in denver we're pretty uh highly like white populated area there's not a lot of diversity here we have a pretty big like latino population otherwise um but other than that it's not like a huge melting pot here like new york or something is and so i've run into like seeing some conversations where they're leaders of like food access like nonprofits or whatever that are trying to go out and give people food and they're saying like well you know we don't know if we should be doing this right now maybe we should take a step back and like let people who are people of color you know in the area might could they might have organizations doing this as well and it's like it's not about taking us like we need all the help we can get on that front like you don't need to take a step back and center someone like everyone just needs to work together on that and like you know it, it causes these barriers and like these strange like hesitations and pauses and stuff where it like it seems like it's just more of more of a gate or more of a blockade than anything yeah you're making people into different species which ultimately culminates in what we saw in chaz where they were you know putting people they were actually doing segregation like this we need a safe space for black people is over here and everybody else is over here and we need them divided and it's like wait then you're pretty much doing what you're supposed to be against you know what i mean like are you for a, a, a you know a multicultural uh you know coalition or nation or are you for that or are you not because it seems like you're not and i think the more you talk to them the really the ones who are far down it they're not they're not for they'll tell you they're not so i mean that allyship yeah. shit is really just like you know halfway top, yeah. halfway to the to that conclusion i like yeah, i've i've like it maybe it's kind of like a dumb <clears throat> it's like a, a kind of a dumb half thought and maybe i've kind of discussed it on the show a little bit but whenever i hear this shit i do just like have this little conspiratorial voice in the back of my head that like just keeps thinking that like part of this is like on some level maybe there's some awareness somewhere that like climate catastrophe will happen there will be a greater level of scarcity there will be austerity and like within the left which i mean just within the 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 ruling order like just like more and more like smaller and specific classes to just like raise up as like you know brahmin kind of thing like just this Yep. Yeah, like like raising these people up like uh, bl- black people are a sacred cow. And so like they won't die when the flood comes. And like I almost yeah, yeah, COVID didn't get them. <laughs> COVID's only getting uh, the people like the bad anti-mass protesters and not BLM protesters. So like we're already kind of right. seeing that transition naturally. Right. Anyways. Yeah. Ju- I don't know. I just I just that's that's my little conspiracy. No, I get that. Take. I get that. No, I, I, I think that's part of the whole thing is that, you know, once it really goes down, there's going to be a lot of tribal fighting. And, you know, this is just the precursor to that where people are coalescing into their little tribes and then we'll just have endless. Yeah, picking teams. Yeah, and no, less even about that and more just specifically like normalizing the idea that like when there's absolute catastrophe, we've all been laying the groundwork together. Like we're all on the same page that we're going to triage who gets the resources very clearly on what we've been laying out. Right. So like just normalizing the idea that it's just it's so far in against the direction of universalism and it's and just getting us all acclimated to the idea that like these very small classes of people will get the bag when people are falling off the cliff you know and and like so I don't far. know. I'm sure I'm, I, I'm sure I sound like some like wig reactionary a little bit by just being like, 
you know, ah, the, the, the people of color are going to get the bag or something, but like, not that, like, specific, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Bag. You're going to, even, they're going to, they're going to get what it. I want. They're going to get what I yeah, want. Don't worry about what they're doing, Slav. You focus on your own bag, bro. You focus on what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Why are you pocket watching? <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me. It's just not for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so far away from any notion of, uh, of the greater good of like, even, you know, under like within primitive communism, you know, it was like uh, in times of feasts, like everybody had a seat at the table. Right. And then when, you know, there were famines, everybody kind of starved, you know, everybody kind of chipped in. But um, now like those, those yeah, we're so far from any, any sort of like uh, equitable, like, um, you know, dispersing of, of goods and resources that, yeah, you're all, I liked, I like the uh, comparison to like, you know, lifting up this, uh, this impoverished community as like the sacred cow because they've been so poorly taken care of in the past. It almost seems like it's symbolic in the way that like all the all the rich liberals who are sort of doing the the corporate training about, you know, regarding anti-racism. It almost seems like they're overcompensating for knowing that when the bridge falls apart, they're just going to kind of, you know, coalesce into their rich white liberal hole and leave the poor whites, the poor blacks, the poor brown people to kind of starve. You know, it almost seems symbolic in the sense that it's not tethered to anything, right? There's sign and then there's signify, but it's, it's totally split like that. It, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely all. Yeah. Symbolic. I mean, I, I think the small pushback I'll give on what Slav was saying that I think the, the, the bag they'll get when these, when the shit really hits the fan will be the equivalent of like, uh, you know, poor whites get uh, one crumb and the poor blacks get two crumbs. So I, it, it will be a difference and it will be I don't like, I think a, anyone's getting crumbs. No, well, no. Also, well, well, it's all relative, but I'm just saying oh, that, like, the difference of like what they'll get as being held as like sacred or elevated or right. prioritized will it won't be much. You know, what I mean, it, it'll be a marginal. That's how they've always done. That's how they pitted people against each other. It's all we'll give lip you lip service. Though, yeah, we'll capital. give you one crumb. We'll give this guy, this Chinese worker, uh, you know, half a crumb, and now we'll pit you two against each other. But it's like, yeah. you know, so what I mean, it's, it's still crumbs. Specifically, how like like how I imagine this theory is basically that like we will never get a social democracy in this country like never get that uh, that robust response um but and and this is kind of like the nail in the coffin almost things will totally hit the fan and there will be like a couple very very small but like demo like statistically acceptable for capital groups of people that can basically get the full experience of like no you have a welfare state totally helping you through this crisis so that it can buy legitimacy for the state. Oh, right, um, right, right. Gotcha. Gotcha. PR, yeah. Like I guess, PR, like, PR. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like yeah. basically, like basically like there was, there was Medicare for all, and then there will be social democracy for some, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, can yeah. basically have like really small populations that, that like actually do get like the full, the full treatment. Right. And it's not just crumbs. They actually get it good so that like you can get a lot of good footage of it and like you can justify it to the poor people because there's an ideological case that totally justifies it. And Maybe. Uh, I, mean, I, could, I could I could imagine that. I mean, I don't think it'll be like Wakanda. I don't think it'll be like, you know, people yeah. living like like royalty and like everybody else is like dying. I don't think. No, it'll just be that. a welfare. It'll just be a welfare. I don't see, they, I don't see them like really going into that much like effort to even try to. Do they don't that. even have to. They don't even have to. They don't even have to do all that. Like they they're getting by the way it is. 
but I mean, yeah, yeah. I think well, they I gotta think... they gotta keep they gotta keep the people that you know wait their servers or I mean, fuck, wait their servers. Jesus Christ, wait their tables alive. Yeah, you know I, think, I, mean? I think a big way they get away with that. What you're talking about getting good PR is they pick certain individuals and they get like high you know media profile spotlight on yep. certain individuals. That's how they get away with it. Like, look at this one black kid we helped. You know, we I don't found think they're gonna help a whole right. group. Fifty years later, we went and we found Corn Pop, and he's right, <laughs> right, right. You know, he's but got you, he's he's got that EBT now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do, What do you guys think of the whole uh, the the thing I wanted to talk about was the the BLM people going around to these restaurants and like yelling at people and asking oh, them. Yeah, they're put, they're yelling at them and and the um the one in upstate New York, Rochester, they're like breaking glass tables, like they're like fucking their shit up, like they're damaging the restaurant, like they're they're going after people like they're looking for white people at restaurants, basically, essentially saying, how can you how can you enjoy yourself when there's X happening? Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to be a little careful, like really feeding into that at all, because I do definitely think that's just like used as right wing fodder just to like discredit any type of any type of protest or social movement at all. But I will definitely say like that's definitely happening on some, you know, isolated occasions and that's definitely fucked up uh but i i don't think that that's like the nature of i think that's representative of everything that's going on in these and so for it like it it's one it's just like a andy no michael tracy like right, clickbait right, right. thing for me cherry honestly. picking magnifying that's true that's true they cherry pick and they magnify but i i do think it's not well yeah but we totally with... agreed that we totally agree that that's like a fair like ideological representation of this fucking bullshit exactly and and like and like this is like black lives matter is a community and collective of ngos that like that like are well represented by that demonstration and so like i mean sure but like not all the protests that happen right now are being led by like blm either like you're getting you're getting non-affiliated protests in different cities as well like all over the country that aren't blm driven so you can't necessarily say that it stems from that same source like i don't yeah, i mean there's also like, like pro cop there's also like pro cop rallies that are happening well, sure too. sure like, sure yeah, but i mean like there's I also like that. anti-police violence protests that are being going on that are like funded not through blm specifically but like maybe the psl is doing some and like that type of thing like no you know i don't know i i get hesitant into like really trying to dig into criticizing protesters just because i know that's just misguided limping most of the time and then you have your pmc managers out there that are really like shots like you're saying within blm and stuff i don't want to try to cast that whole whole protest and movement in that light because like i i don't think blm as an organization or whatever is has as big of a grasp or hold on like the social movement that's happening right now as people like to think either Absolutely. people no, on the right like to think or us on the uh, left criticizing it like to think I like agree. there is definitely presence of blm and it was started from like a call to like a call to protest from blm or whatever but like there are plenty of satellite protests happening that are not actually affiliated at all with blm ngos absolutely and, yeah. like so i don't i try to you know tend away no. from getting too much into that but yeah, yeah no, I, there's, there's people who think that like everybody who's out there like burning a police station like you know with nothing to lose is somehow secretly 
<laughs> somebody who works for like an NGO or something like this is weird framing. That goes I don't on. think it, literally anyone thinks that like I've given this topic a lot of thought and like I don't think that literally anyone is saying that or thinks that at all. I think the only time we talk about it is to talk about these instances where like, oh, like people are like flipping over tables. Like that lends to like that lends to the dialogue of like representing that as a whole. I agree. No, but but it's an ideological critique. Right. And like, I mean, I think that's completely valid. And it's like it's an ideological critique of the ideology that like we're bitching about all the fucking time on this show. Like, I don't understand. Exactly. No, no. I I agree that we can't let their co-optation represent the entire mass of people who are upset and angry right now. That's bullshit. I don't agree with that at all. I I totally take that point. But again, yeah, what Slav's saying, like this is ideologically consistent with what the rad lib left want. That's completely in line with what they want. And whether it's a real grievance or not, this is how it's going to be directed is this way towards bullshit, towards stupid, nonsensical bullshit. And that's that's how I mean, whether these things are cherry picked and, you know, magnified and overrepresented. I don't know. You're probably right. Either way, it is representative of the way. Uh, it's a logical conclusion of that line yeah. of thinking. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 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 I think that's why uh, it has a lot to do with the allyship shit, because like the demand of a lot of these situations, it seems, is like we want you to raise your fist. We want you to show solidarity. And that as if as if that alone is somehow changing the world and that's progress and that these people are the people who are pulling the strings and a source of power when they're clearly not. You know, it reminds me of when you guys remember when they used to run up on uh, Mitch McConnell and these Congress people at their dinners. This was yeah, happening like yeah. a couple years ago for like the kids in cages or whatever. Whatever yeah. about the demand or whatever, at least they're going at people with real power. Right. And right. then there's people behind them who have even more power that they should be going after. But they're going after them. Whatever. This is like, I don't know. It's, like, it's just the guards. They're just like neoliberal version of that. They've like individualized it even right. further. Exactly. Exactly. The thing is, yeah, you're just um, well, the magnification of, of uh, the dinners and things like that. I do agree. I think it's more effective to. So I guess, well, you know, it's kind of interesting because the politicians and the cops are sort of in the similar level, right? Like they're not, they're not really the people who are controlling your lives, but they're like, they represent them, right? So, but it almost like the problem is like when you see this stuff magnified, it's sort of the real gets transformed into like the hyper real, right? It's almost like you see the direct, like the problem is like people don't, you know, like, like Jeff Bezos and Warren Buffett and those people who are really like the hoarders of capital, they're never the ones like in, in the thick of it, right? Like, oh yeah. You don't see you don't really see interactions with them. So when you see an interaction like a hostile interaction between like, you know, protesters and and uh, Joe Biden or protesters and the cops like, um, you know, something could actually happen. And it feels like you're watching TV and stuff. Um, so it, there's there's this like catharsis lended to it. And then that in itself sort of gets turned into what people see as the real struggle. So that's why you have all these people coming out like who are actually upset, but they're targeting all their anger at the cops. Right. Who are the guards? And so, like, as long as that stuff keeps getting magnified and as long as, um, you know, which is bound to, you're just always going to have uh, people like always you're always going to have groups fighting other groups and they're never going to realize who uh, is creating those groups. Right. So. Right. Exactly. It's frustrating to watch. Uh, exactly. They're dealing with the uh, the superficial symptoms, as always. Right. And not dealing with, you know, the source of things. And, you know, oh, there are these white people and they're the they're the reason why that guy got killed. And yeah. it's like <laughs> it's like. 
you know, they it's, it's it's along the lines of people who think that every white person has a white privilege. And like there's some board meeting that happens every month where all white people meet and they decide card carrying like, white person. Yeah. And they decide the the uh, the, you know, the order of the world, you know, and they you know, I mean, like that's how people think of people. People think of everybody as monoliths. They think of black people as monoliths. They think of white people as monoliths. It's how everybody thinks about this shit because they're you yeah. know, most people are stupid. I mean, that's just how it is. So it's like, you know, that's that's the furthest they can process this is that oh these so, white people are complicit and and uh aiding into what's going on with george floyd and everything else and if i can upset them or shake them up then they'll tell they'll go to the board meeting of white people and, and tell them <laughs> to cut it out or something i don't know <laughs> yeah speak to the manager of white people yeah exactly yeah exactly that's idealism yeah i i think that um yeah I, I don't know i mean this is the same shit that's pushed I mean, this is just, this isn't, this isn't even fringe shit. Like, this is just an honest arrival at, like, very fucking mainstream ideas that are pushed by, like, every fucking major institution. Um, And yeah, like, all of these people are just useful idiots that are doing this. Um, And, like, I do, and I, and I also do think, it's funny because I was talking to somebody about this earlier today, like, I think that, like, where, and, like, I've, spent time and i arguably still spend time in this space but like the the role that like the irreverent online left plays in in this news cycle with these kinds of issues is like you know you just jump in and you know somebody posts like oh you know this this very this this very obviously universally unlikable thing of just like screaming at people going to brunch because they're white right like at least there's somebody on the left who's going and saying like, wow, man, like this is ridiculous. And like yeah. that, that, yeah. And that part right there is, you know, and I'll say the dorky guy thing, like that is a part of the manufacturing of consent because all you're doing is making fun of behavior that everyone is going to, anyone with half a fucking brain who isn't addicted to ideology is going to think that that's like repulsive behavior. And so you're the guys doing damage control to say like, oh, you know, distancing myself from that. So you're buying credibility while not at all, not at all questioning the shit that made that uh, a reality in the first place. Yeah, all the like this is the whole like, yeah, this is the whole fucking Chapo thing to begin with. It's like, right, hey, right. we're gonna like we're gonna make fun of the make fun of the left and the lit. Well, just the libs. We're gonna make fun of the libs, but then like fundamentally just agree on every single fucking meaningful thing at the end of the day. And it's like, motherfucker, like, what do you think is causing this stuff? Right? Yeah, it is interesting that the Radlibs were found it appalling and we're like yo this is stupid shit because i thought they were just offended but uh yeah i mean that's what most people were saying was like you know you're part of why this is happening you're you're part of this push for this thinking that this is the solution so i mean you know hey, were the, yeah. the radlips on the side of um the diners the people no there were, there, there, i saw a bunch of radlib accounts that were just like uh, uh this is this is stupid i mean i can't believe people are doing this this is a bad idea and then people oh. in replies like you know you caused this like you you had a hand in causing this thinking <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah well it just it just posits like uh problems society's problems at like the level of the individual exactly and, like, exactly the type, of, the type of consumption that you're engaging in right like if you're going to a protest that's a type of consumption right you're going to take pictures you're going to put them on instagram if you're yep. going to brunch that's a different form of consumption right 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 exactly exactly at the end of the, at the end of the day it's like is is the type of consumption that you engage in 
is it leading to anything meaningful? And um, unfortunately, probably not, right? Um, so it has to be a virtuous form of consumption in order to, you know, let you sleep easily at the end of the day, right? Yeah, exactly. Like what, their demand, that's the thing that always was on my mind is like, what is your demand that they put up a fist, that they wear a BLM shirt like these fucking NBA players with their BLM jerseys? What is your demand? That's your demand. Yeah. Like if that's your demand, you know, it, you're, 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 you're a joke. You're a joke because if they if that demand is met, nothing is going to change. They're going to kill another black person. The cops are going to kill another black person if you get that demand met. And, you know, that's what what boggles my mind is like, how do you not know that? How do you not know that? And that's where, of course, you get conspiratorial. Like, all right, this is some top down psyop bullshit because it's no Marxist in the universities anymore. Right. Like that's they were scared out during, uh, you know, during the the red, the red scare of like the 1950s. Right. right? Right. So like. Yeah, that goes back to one of the things I was saying about how, um, you know, the university is just so good at producing these people who don't understand um, material reality because you're just feeding them with tons of postmodernism. And the people who are like, um, kind of like that girl, Simone Norman, I was talking to you guys about today earlier, or maybe just <laughs> yeah. you. It's just, yeah, you're just producing these people who are very, you know, they're pretty sharp in terms of, you know, they can regurgitate um, Marcuse or Foucault or maybe Roland Barthes, right? But like they, they, they haven't had to buy health insurance yet, right? They haven't, um, right. they weren't affected by uh, 08 or the, you know, like, or this recession, yep. right? So it's like, you're not, you're, they're not going to be like, oh shit, maybe I should like adopt a politics that, you know, might not look good on paper, but one that might, you know, be able to help my parents uh, not get evicted. You know what I'm saying? But like that. That's not really a reality for for these people, and they're the ones. They're the tastemakers, right? They're the ones writing for Jacobin. They're the ones, um, you know, in in these NGOs. So I yeah, don't know. that's what bothers me with like academics. It's like I I don't know. They spend so much time trying to come up with like it feels like just redundant ways of thinking, like or like just like completely inconsequential answers to like why someone like like I don't know. It's just like. People, academics love to do all this esoteric bullshit that like normal people who are like living everyday life and material struggle understand that. And they're like, why? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck name this is that you're giving to it, like under Foucault or like as you're like quoting him or whatever. But like, I already understand that because this is just what I live on a day to day basis. And like, you're just trying to come up with these high minded ways to explain common fucking sense it's like yeah. it's like you try to like that when those people try to dialogue with normal people it's like they try to treat normal people like they're stupid when in reality like people really like just working class people grasp most of these concepts already and they contextualize them in their day-to-day life and like better than you yeah, yeah exactly yeah, better, better than, than you, people. like exactly. way better exactly yeah, yeah. they're voting right. in their interests that's why they're always like oh you're voting against your interests it's like nah they're voting in their interests Yo, people, people are voting in their interest. Like if they vote for Trump or whatever because of trade, because he's on trade or the war, like they're voting in their interest. Like you're the one who doesn't understand their interests. You know what I mean? And yeah. if this is pro Biden, people are not. Um, yeah, if you're yeah, there's there, if you're pro Biden, like there's I don't I don't think there's really any working class people who are going to be pro Biden. Um, no, nah. you're going to not vote or you're going to vote for Trump if you're working class, essentially. Um, no, yeah, this, or you'll be guilted into it. Yeah. Well, it's also like it's it's a it's kind of a signaling thing, right? Like, um, you know, it, it's kind of funny. Again, talking about the sign and the signified, like you have Trump stands in 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 the eyes of like middle class 
DMC types, like Trump stands for all things evil. So <laughs> Biden must stand for whatever's countering that. When in reality, that's not true at all. But right. so like a lot of people, they're only aligning with Biden because that's like, oh, that's the anti-racist thing to do. When in reality, it's it's probably more racist, I think, because Biden was the architect of all these these bills, right? And Kamala Harris kept like yeah. 100 people in jail to use this cheap labor for like the state of California. It's like these people are the architects of power. Trump is just... Um, He's just a symptom of, of this this terrible, disgusting, immoral economic. Uh, yeah, the Clintons, the Clintons had slaves. He passed the crime <laughs> bill. He passed the crime bill. The Biden and all these Clinton motherfuckers—they're all part of this whole thing of the new Jim Crow that everybody on the left is upset about, right? Right. Uh, however they frame it, whatever we all know, it's a problem. However you want to identify the source, and they've got slaves. She's admitting to having slaves in her in her at her mansion in her book. Like, oh yeah, well, you know, I was nervous at first, but you know, they they did good work. So, you know, I'm a good person because I trusted them. That's you know, they're the yeah. ones who are doing the shit you're upset about. So, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, I, I want to talk about this credentialing shit because it really, you know, this this happened recently because this uh for, like, really really quick, really quick, just because it's nagging me just before we change the topic. Yeah. I just want to like, I just want to like make mention that like that like just like black lives matter as a movement has received like billions in the last couple of months and like it, as a, as a as an organization as like a play a piece on the political chessboard and so like i think just like if we're at all claiming to like value material analysis or something like that like it's the role that that blm is playing uh is like very 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 fucking important and like Absolutely. Coming coming through this, like at the other end of the tunnel, like they're they're just they're like a humongous cudgel of capital of just of, just funded by capital. And like that, Absolutely. that will change the political landscape. And and like, I, I don't know. Sorry. I just no, I just no, wanted, no. I just wanted to address that because like, yeah, you're right. No. I mean, NGOs are so good at sucking up resources because people like don't know what to do. They're like, you know, a tweet goes viral. They're like. Oh, donate to so and so, and it's just like then everyone's going to do it, like the Minnesota Freedom Fund or whatever. Right, exactly, that? exactly. For like nothing, hundred thousand is for prison. Yeah, I got millions of dollars, and it's like I saw a criticism that like, oh, it was uh, like, oh, they only did X amount, you know, with right. the money. But it's like, well, Fraction. they probably didn't have the time to do it. But it's like, why are all you people okay with donating? Like the problem with NGOs is that like it's not public isn't consenting to what's happening to the money, right? It's like it's not it's not like getting taxes that that do things is just like throwing money at something and being like, I want to make this problem go away, you know? Right. right. And, and, and like the, and so those, those, like those, Charity small brain. Do, those, there's those small donations. And then there's just literally fucking banks donating insane yeah. amounts of money. But, but, and, and, but, but those, but those small donations and I, sorry, I don't want to like get caught. I knew we were transitioning, but like those, those small donations, I mean, like who, who do you think they're fucking coming from? They're coming from right. upper middle class. And, and, and so like, if we want to talk like the, the revolutionary potential of black lives matter, is like actually probably in these in these protests is like actually probably somewhat high it's just like a revolutionary it's like a revolution for the upper upper middle class like the the upper uh urban middle class and like we should pray to fucking god that they aren't successful in their uh in their aims no i mean i i think coh i i i take his point and you know this is something we've we've all had our own disagreements about but at the end of the day uh you know since this started i said you know 
this this George Floyd protest, I don't care how big it gets, I don't care how real it gets, the demands are fucked from the jump and they're NGO crafted to an extent, right? So it's like everything that this is going to end up being is going to be bullshit in the end. And it is bull, it's become bullshit. It's obvious it's bullshit, right? But that doesn't mean that nobody's out there who's seriously aggrieved and pissed off for a material reason. Yeah, I mean, I, like I, people don't want to go out and like smash windows. Like, I see you. I I hear you. You are seen. Like, I like if we need to say that to qualify it. No, that's I'm just fine. saying I'm just saying like people act like these NGOs uh, put, made these people out of a, a cauldron and that they they showed up out of some black magic. And that's all it is. And I heard the same shit about the MAGA pro, uh, lockdown protest that these people are all astroturf. There's no nobody is out there with a real grievance. People have real grievances. You go out. You, Look, you can tell sure. the weather like outside, right? If it's raining outside, it's because there's rain falling, right? This economy is crazy. So people are out there for real reasons. You don't need to be a genius to know that. But who gets there first and guides it towards some bullshit is, you know, the id pull right or the id pull left. They're the ones who get there first. And these NGOs and the elite, they get there first and they guide it towards nonsense. And that's where it goes. But that doesn't yeah. mean there's nobody out there with a real fucking genuine concern that's the thing that pisses me off is like i don't like this talk where it's like you know oh nobody out there is is a real person with real demands is all these crisis actors like smashing windows everywhere that shit is bullshit to me it's bullshit. well at that point that's just like a fringe conspiracy theory because logistically that doesn't even make sense i guess just like making this distinction see i don't know sorry I, i'm like raising my voice now i feel like maybe i'm being overly aggressive but like i feel like making that distinction just doesn't occur to me because that's just how fucking crowds work that's just how a crowd works like a crowd that gets whipped up by a leader that's just how it always works so i guess it just doesn't seem relevant for me to spend time making that distinction because you agree you agree that there's people who act like uh you know there's no material drive of these people right Uh, yeah absolutely one like from from the person in like minneapolis who was just there in a straight-up riot that wasn't even a protest or anything like that who's just like looting shit i understand that for him and i even understand that for like the white chick in fucking capitol hill who's who like really thinks she is upset for like intellectual reasons but really she's just brainwashed like i i believe people that like their emotions are genuine oh no i'm not no no i'm not saying i'm though this is two different things i'm not saying that somebody's out there because they're just emotional i'm saying like they're getting no no i'm saying I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm saying even yeah I, well whatever I, we can we, 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 we can talk about this later i mean you know we're gonna we could debate this forever but like i guess we should move on to a different topic the, the PMC credentialing thing, I feel like, is just what COH was talking about was like, it's just like this self-replicating thing where these people are the, uh, you know, the, the children of these elites and they go to these Ivy League schools and you have to pay top dollar tuition to get in, right? That's, that's already a barrier to entry. You get in and you regurgitate all the talking points of these institutions. And then you graduate and you go to work for these institutions and it's just a revolving door. And I think that's a big thing of this whole like appeal to like, Oh, I've got seven economic degrees or I've got blah, 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 whatever. I've, I've done this like all this credentialing shit, you know, is just the system regurgitating itself. It's just replicating itself. And I think that's a big, a big problem. That's that's just it's just liberating and you see it everywhere. And it manifests on the left as like, you know, read theory shit. But, you know, I just don't get how people aren't aware of this. You see it in every industry pretty much. But yeah, I mean, that's why I, I never took that shit serious. I never took people who are like, oh, well, look at these plaques I've got or these, you know, 
these frame diplomas, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't take that shit with. I take it with a, with a couple grains of salt, basically. Well, especially not some like economics degree from like neoliberal university. Like, I mean, like, dude, that to me that just tells me that you're more deeply ingrained and rooted in all this shit than anyone else. And like, unless you're right. really smart and you were going into it with like maybe like a revolutionary mindset already to like try to learn it from the inside out or some shit like that to know how to counter it. Like then you're just like, it's just essentially like you went to like some type of brainwashing for more neoliberalism. Like if you look at like I neoliberalism spread out around the globe, it's because some people from the fucking Chicago school went down to like, uh, they sent people down to Chile and they sent people like everywhere to work on foreign policy and economic policy for all these like developing nations. And they're all coming from American economics, to, like universities with economics degrees. Like I like trying to tell me you have seven economics degrees is not going to make me want to listen to you anymore. If anything, it's going to make me think that you're like just some fucking shill. I have a, I have a PhD in uh, critical race theory and gender <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and white privilege uh, by whatever that bitch's name, the D'Angelo, whatever the fuck. Robin <laughs> D'Angelo? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kanye West critiques all this stuff on the college dropout. Real, real. A, a real, real heads, no. <laughs> one of, yeah, one of his, uh, right, one of the interludes, he's like, well, you know, if I have nothing else, my degrees keep me warm. And his mom was a professor, right? So he kind oh, of yeah. He kind of yeah, knew all that was garbage, but um, yeah, it's really interesting. I know, I know, person in, in my personal life, I know a PhD who went to a you know a really good school in Washington D.C. and then a really good school for his PhD in uh, Boston. I remember meeting him for the first time and finding out he was an economist and talking to him. I was like, wow, like you know, there's so many problems facing this. Blah blah. And we talked about Marx, and he was like, oh yeah, I had a I had a teacher in high school who was actually a Marxist, and I was like, so you didn't learn like about Marx um in your whole tutelage of, of PhD economics and he was like no and then we were talking about philosophy and he's like well people respond to incentives and like that was the most philosophy he could give me and I was like holy crap it's these people are it's literally just pure instrument pure uh instrumental reason at this at this point um yeah Yeah, it's just like indoctrination yeah yeah Yeah. exactly Exactly. it's wild um it's it's really uh it's really troubling um but the problem is that like the universities I think the reason why people think the universities and the press are so left-leaning is because the right does a really good job at um, taking the veneer off, right? I think it yeah. was like Chomsky who said that, uh, like the left, like it's it's more beneficial to have like Obama types and Biden types running the show because um, then the left is really like in power and it doesn't seem like you can kind of go any further, right? So people think that because the university, it's like opposing Trump, like isn't really a political ideology anymore, but because you know your professor said he was anti-Trump on day one, you're like, wow, they're fucking radical. And <laughs> it's not radical at all to oppose Trump. You know what I mean? Um, right. right. It's, it's like the it's like the standard. Yep. That's like the de facto political. Position. Right. Like it's what you have to be in 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 civilized company. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. 100%. Yeah. To be I mean, to be fair, like academia is left wing. It's just not Absolutely. the left wing that we like. Definitely. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's liberal or it's uh it's obfuscation left wing like, have you ever have you guys ever met people from oberlin that graduated oberlin or yeah 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 i knew I, one kid from there who was like from my hometown he went to oberlin it was just like the most rad lib shit i've ever heard was going on at that school like oh this, you can't serve sushi in the cafeteria that's appropriation you can't that type of shit like bleak. yeah dude i knew um i knew some people that went to evergreen God, God. Yeah. yeah 
Yep. And uh, man, dude, just some of the fucking. <laughs> it's great, man. I mean, it's just it's just awesome. Premium yeah, content. Yeah, I went to like a cow pasture school in the south, so I. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of struggle sessions there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We actually had Jordan Peterson come to our campus. There was like a very small group of people who like picketed it outside of it. Well, that's why the wait did that really happen? Yeah. Oh, that's wild. That's like what Ed said. The right, the right won that because Shapiro got to do all these stupid SJW college campus crying compilations because like it was just an institution to replicate and indoctrinate these stupid naive kids who don't you know who just learn about institutional racism like they just found out a week ago because their dads are Mm -hmm. racist and vote republican or whatever since like you know bush republicans and like they're just finding out about this shit so like you know what i mean like so ben shapiro it's like it's light work it's easy you just go in there and you just you can easily make fun of these people or make them cry because they're you know they haven't had an original thought in their lives when you're famous about anything when when you're famous they let you do anything yeah they'll cry about anything <laughs> yeah, I, it's like for me another thing that really ticks me off about like like I don't know like I really love education right and like learning and shit like I'm always reading and trying to teach myself but like there's something to be said for like who grow up in a privileged home or maybe not even privileged home but they grow up all their like through childhood not really having any responsibility of their own they go off to school and they're like really given these like idealistic notions of like how people act, how the world is this, that, and the other. And they try to learn everything else and like contextualize everything in their life through those lenses. And then they try to like make sense of just regular shit. That's like even like common sense or instinctual or whatever under pretext of those lenses and it doesn't really work for them half the time so they start jumping through all these loops of like well actually like yeah this actually means like this other thing is is not true but like it could be true in this scenario like just shit that's like with postulates and theorems for shit that they try to go to school and learn all this complicated ways to understand just how normal people live their fucking lives because they don't have to live a normal fucking life exactly like they don't have root tower decisions and stuff yeah exactly and it's just so frustrating because it's like i just like i don't know it it makes it seems like just like a snake eating its tail like it just doesn't go anywhere well it's like it's it's the it's the outcome of like these machines of educational institutions you know what i mean like like we should we should defund universities because like it's just it's yeah it's just (laughs) awful and like i mean it's it's not even and i mean again like like you know off to talk about subjects on the show here but like like it's it's not any one weird wacky college professor right like it's it's these it's the fucking machines that are these institutions that are just fucked dude they're just fucked. we gotta build a wall around these universities (laughs) around ivy league schools until we figure out what the hell's going on (laughs) we need some autonomous universities yeah, I've, I've I've been in grad school. I've been around these kids that like you know uh, teach teach for America and just you know in the lib pipeline and like you know and they'll go on to work for whatever federal agency or whatever. Like these kids are hard. They've never lived a regular day in their lives. You can tell just a, a second talking to them. They've never had any yeah. real experiences in their lives. They've never known any struggle, like material struggle. You know, everybody's got struggle, but they don't. You know what I mean? You can tell off the off rip that that's how they are. So it's the like, fact to, like the fact that you have to like get it, yeah. When you bring up like Teach for America or like I was reading like Joe Kennedy the Third's like uh bio like his Wikipedia page because 
I know I'm very interested in creepy people and uh I was I was looking at it and I was like wow he like it's listed on his Wikipedia page that he spent like two years in the Peace Corps and one year in like this and that I'm just like it's so we I find it so weird when like upper and upper middle class people have to like sort of buy and apply for these experiences like average person just deals with like you know helping people and you know just seeing people in your community and giving like a dollar to them whenever you have the opportunity it's like the rich people have to buy that experience it's so weird it's so modify that oh, yeah oh yeah yeah like I mean, some other thing to throw on their resume yeah it's it's, exactly. it's vile it's 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 painful and it's vile um and, and and the problem is that people have to see the rich as as really just infected with with this 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 pathology right like I don't, I think that too many, um, you know, of the younger people kind of like give a break to the magnanimous wealthy, like, uh, like how the Obamas are so revered, like, you know, anybody who's part of the, the, the administrating class is just totally removed from the needs of the average person and needs to be regarded as, as class enemies. I don't know. Yeah. These people, yeah. Cause like they're learning these things about the unemployment figures or they have a deferral and trust in authority that doesn't allow for any scrutiny where what if the uh, authority you're deferring to for these for expertise the experts the adults in the room what if they have uh malevolent intentions you know that isn't factored in at all so when when you when they're in these rooms and they're learning about the unemployment figures and the poverty federal poverty line and they don't know anything about poverty or they don't have anybody in their family who's been unemployed like through the crash or anything like that they're getting it straight from the beast and the beast tells you you know every couple of years they're adjusting these figures and these statistics to fit their spreadsheets and to fit their charts mm. and make them look uh good for for next quarter or for 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 uh, re-election and you know when you really dig into these uh metrics they're bullshit they're bullshit they're they're, they're not tracking people who've given up on working after a certain amount of time gig economy half jobs aren't counted into they count as employment uh you know the federal poverty line is based on some shit where it's like you know uh, a couple loaves of bread for a couple a family of three like a food budget from the 50s and they barely right. even adjust for inflation like if you really dig into this shit you'll find out it's fucking bullshit but you know you don't need to dig into it if you lived it if you lived it you don't need to dig into it you know it's bullshit but that's the thing it's well, like they these... go yeah. on see okay no no go ahead well they go to these schools and they they give them like these like neoliberal toolbox of like bourgeois ideologies that they can use to explain everything that happens in the world. Well, then they come into the real world and they start seeing that there are all these fucking contradictions and all these things <laughs> that their bourgeois ideologies just don't on, they can't understand them. And that's, they like lose their fucking mind. That's right. why, you know, TDS and like the terminal right. libre and shit, like that's right. why Lib seems so fucking clueless and lost right now is like they have no framework for understanding the material reality of the conditions in front of us. And so they sit there and they just spin wheels in their fucking head and they regurgitate critical race theory or whatever the fuck it is. And they don't even look at like they can't they won't even look at contradictions. They can't even think about them as being a part of the inherent whole. They're just outliers completely to them. Yeah, Brexit catches them on the back heel. Trump 2016 catches them on the back heel. And what's the yeah. explanation is that it's Russia or they're racist, right? That's it. <laughs> I, I, well, I don't... Amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think that, like... I literally just don't think that they're, like... Like the, the metaphysics of like identify, they don't do dialectics. That's like literally just not a thing right. they do at all. Like, isn't that isn't that kind of the the point of like the the postmodern part of it and the and the like 
like viewpoint epistemology or something like my perspective my truth yeah because egg I, I was thinking um you know just from what i i haven't like read it in full yet but i, I was thinking that that kind of ties together is this whole like yeah I could read know, the um i could kind of sh- like a, a skimming of the good parts yeah yeah that'd be perfect because i i feel like the whole like you know uh blind faith to bernie and aoc and all that like kind of fits into that and you know yeah just like uh yeah, it's yeah like ingesting comedy or political ideology as part of your identity right like oh i'm someone who finds hannah gadsby funny i'm someone who goes to the farmer's market like that you know what i mean right right you're a burner and you, you could never go against bernie because then they'd be betraying your identity or whatever right. he's, not, he's not part of the consumptive package you know? right right did i talk about that now or did somebody slob you wanted to Slav, I think he took off to the bathroom or something. So yeah. Oh, no, I'm back. I'm oh. back, babies. I'm back. I'm more neocon than ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, let me grab a beer. I'll be right back. Hold up. All right. Fucking degenerate. But yeah, no, I think that that, that like, desire to fracture or, like, self-identify or is this a natural, like, human thing? Like, I think evolutionarily, like, it had to kind of come about. Like, people had to be able to get that kind of tribal mentality of like understanding like yes i'm different than these like you know than these neanderthals when it was like you know when that was kind of the struggle and i think that like that's kind of part of like an evolutionary theory like obviously people have to have some sort of way of saying like this is the other and this is the self in order to like justify the you know inequality or you know more ugly things that happen when it comes down to competition over material resource and i think that that like you know we've reached a point where that's less of a necessity but that's still kind of hanging on in the human psyche and i think that projects like the left like these ideas of like emancipation versus material liberation these ideological projects that focus on identity it's just like trying to it's like resurfacing that like already dying off trend or maybe not even dying off, but like less necessary now. And it's trying to like resurface it and like utilize it in a politically useful way. And it's just like, that's not politically useful for building power. Um, and for me, that's something I see as like one of the main problems with the left is like identity crisis of like, rather than realizing that like, okay, you know, as humans and as, you know, creatures that are dependent on material resources and their scarcity, obviously, you know, we always are going to have some sort of us and them rather than trying to just do the logical us and them of like the people that have and the people that have nots. It's just people trying to say, well, what's the us and them of us? Like, what's my identity within this left project? Like, Am I Marxist? Am I a Trotskyist? Am I a fucking this? Am I a that? Am I a Maoist? Am I an anarchist? Am I an calm? Like yeah. bullshit that doesn't even fucking matter. Like, and they don't so, even know what yeah. it means, and it doesn't mean anything anymore. And it's like Bernie brought that into like the real mainstream with like the like socialism, democratic socialism, and like now that's another one of the terms and another signifier and identifier that's just losing all of its meaning. Yeah, too. a lot of libs claiming socialism, but so um, really, um. It's a really interesting argument to be made against. Um, well, it's kind of interesting that um, it's very useful that now people relate. Well, I, you know, I think, you know, I don't know if we talked about AOC yet, but AOC is extremely useful to the ruling class because now your average person associates AOC with socialism. Yep, um, yep. Yep. Socialism now is is totally detached from political economy and from, from the economic 
imperatives, right? And it's just totally, um, it's like it's like weak rad lib stuff. Um, like it's just purely cultural. So like when 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 your average person thinks about socialism, you know, they're gonna think about like AOC type socialism, which is like telling your um, you know, your truck driver uncle at Thanksgiving that he's racist. You know, it's like that isn't socialism, but it's like very useful for for people to think that's what it is because then they'll never need to actually discover um what that is or what communism is or what anarchism actually is. Right. So it'd be very useful if we have a candidate, a left candidate in the future who claims they're a communist when really they're like a left moderate or something like that. Would be oh, very, absolutely. Probably going to happen. Um, that would be oh, a, yeah. Oh, very yeah. CRK oh, type yeah. prediction. CRK, you, oh, can, yeah. you can steal that prediction if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll steal that one. No, but that's something that Bernie always had me like up in arms. Like I was always kind of had my own contradictions on how I felt about Bernie because like I had a huge, like I couldn't decide if I thought it was good. He was bringing the word socialism into a more palatable context to get people more familiar with it and not think of it as some boogeyman. But at the very same fucking time, like I saw that it's being watered down and it's being like, to obfuscate what the actual meaning of like class conflict and like actual Marxist thinking is. And it's just instead now this like signifier for like, well, actually I'm the best type of liberal that you can be because I like believe in equality for all because socialism. Yeah. There's a really good art. There's a really good argument between um, Paul Krugman and Richard Wolff about how socialism should be uh, dis- d- d- like how, how socialism should be, um, I guess, promulgated to, to the mainstream. And it's funny because I really agreed with R- Richard Wolff because he was initially I agree with Richard Wolff because he was like, you know, socialism isn't something people should be scared of. It should be something that's celebrated. And then Paul Krugman was like, well, if like, you know, you, you brand yourself as, as a socialist, but you know, people are going to be scared of that, but you can like pass through socialist things and just not call it socialism. And I was like, Paul Krugman's such a pussy. Cause like he is, but then I was like, well, is it worse? Like if you have kind of like what you were saying, like, is it worse if socialism is like brought into the mainstream, but it's, it's actually stands in for like, like left centricism, you know? So I don't really know if there's a good answer to that. Oh, is it just like, is they like selling it, selling it in a more centrist way? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Or just obfuscating it, like to where, like, when you have a real, actual socialist come around, it's like, yeah, I'm talking about socialism. People are like, no, this is that's not socialism. Like, what class politics? That's not socialism. Yeah. I thought socialism was like what AOC is doing and like what Bernie was talking about. This is what like, I'm. This is what I've been saying. This is what I've been saying. Like AOC and the left in general, they've turned any economic left socialist agenda into culture war. Now, now that this is why I say. The left is is bankrupt and there's no fixing them. Just like the the Dems and the DNC, there's no fixing them. Is everybody has consensually agreed that leftism means left id poll. That's what that really means. And the measure of how left you are is how left id poll you are. Everybody agrees on that. The left agrees right. on that. The right frames it that way. Centrists think that. Everybody does. So that means they're dead. That means there's nothing to be built there. That means they're hopeless. You know what I mean? It's over. You know what I mean? And this is the thing, like, this is something that I only realized recently was like all those Democrats on stage with Bernie and they're saying, I'm for Medicare for all. Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris, they're all raising their hand. They're all for Medicare for all. And then (laughs) six months later, 10 months later, they're like, you know, oh, well, you know, in a private meeting with the donors they are saying, well, look, I'm not really for that. You know what I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'll keep it real. I'm with you. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm for the public option or some bullshit. Right. That I thought it was just like 
libs in my office were just like, oh, well, you know, uh, well, why is Bernie even running? Because these guys are for the same thing. So what's the point? Oh, my God. I hate that. Yep. Libs are thought, telling me that shit too, man. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. And n- n- none of them bat an eye when they change opinions 10 months later. And they're saying a completely opposite thing 10 months later. None of them bat an eye about that. Because none they already have health insurance. Right, exactly. They don't care either way. They don't care either way. Exactly. But the point, the bigger sinister thing that I didn't realize until recently was that was very deliberate and very yep. coordinated and very planned is to dilute and to make Medicare for all an already very popular policy <sighs> agenda into some shit that nobody trusts. Nobody knows what it means. Nobody knows if it's a public option or not. Right. The, the whole fact that it's called Medicare for all was a branding thing, right, to associate it with Medicare. It's single payer, however you want to call it. It's a branding thing. And the brand got diluted even more by these nail lips. So remember, remember Pete Buttigieg, uh, Medicare for all who want it. Exactly. There, were, there were all of yeah. these renames. Exactly. And, and, and now, you know, now Biden's saying health care is a human right. Like, it's crazy to me. It's like yeah, yeah. Biden's taking the same talking points while, like, in practice, doing the exact opposite of what that means. Like, yeah, healthcare is a human right, but, like, actually, you should buy it from these insurance companies that yeah. are going to price gouge you. Like, what? There's a human right I that thought, you can pay for. It's like, right. it doesn't mean anything. Right. And I thought, oh, Bernie's, uh, he's serious about it. These guys aren't. But if you really think about it, he's just kind of. Uh, melded into the DNC blob. He's one of them. He yeah. he doesn't deviate yeah. from them on anything. And he's just you know, a progressive Democrat, like a quote quote progressive Democrat. Like he's right. not socialist by any means. Like I don't even like he like at no point in time was he talking about like worker owned businesses and seizing the means of production and like elimination of private property or anything. Like he said Medicare for all and was like word I'm a socialist. Like that's and not AOC, what it is. <laughs> and AOC endorsing him and him passing the torch to her is all part of that. They are diluting the sense of what it means to actually care about these things, to want economic change and e- e- equality for people. That that whole notion is being diluted and and you know it's becoming a bunch of nothing. It's becoming DNCified, and that's yeah, that's there, what's going on. There is far left as can be safe, essentially for capital, right? Exactly. Like, it's kind of like like what Chomsky like that's what Chomsky was saying about like you know like the left leaning journalists at like the Atlantic or uh, the New Republic or whatever like you know oh like it's it's actually important that society thinks that Bernie and AOC are socialist communists whatever because they're not really far left at all but if people think they are then to go further would be to to just be be speaking fucking parcel tongue right like you know nobody would even know yeah it'd be like heresy to go further too yeah, it's yeah. like oh that's out that's that's not outside of the norm that's not actually yeah. the far left like you're post left actually now if you're yeah. talking about class fucking politics yeah people would look at you like they couldn't they wouldn't be able to group you right like i feel like your average person i feel like people when people talk to me about politics they like they're like wait you're kind of are you conservative or you sound like a libertarian yep. i'm like i'm like <laughs> I'm like, you don't know what to do with these arguments because like, <laughs> nobody talks about them. Like, it's deliberate. It has to be. And you also, like, those things, those labels mean completely different things to every single fucking person. So it's like, are you a conservative? It's like, I don't know. What do you think conservative is? Like, exactly. what the fuck do you mean? Like, you can't even get on the same page with people on something like that anymore. Exactly. I remember, uh, I remember talking to someone about... Uh, taxes and i i had a big I, you know big because you know the military budget and this and that and it was like oh you don't want to be taxed you sound like a like a libertarian i was like I'm okay with being taxed i just like like is it is it not normal to, to be skeptical of what happens to your tax dollars yes like, it, yes it's totally absurd yes and this is why you know capital uh owning 
uh, government is is a power dynamic that is is not widely known for some reason. I don't know why it should be widely known. And, and that when when you get to the the right wing skepticism of government or cynicism or libertarianism, like all that becomes very understandable when you know capital owns government. You know, if yeah. you know if you know that that's the power dynamic, it makes perfect sense to you. All their arguments, the Tea Party, <laughs> it makes perfect sense. But if you so don't, true. yeah, if you don't understand that and you think government is the one who pulls the strings on capital, then yeah. then you're going to have this argument of like, no, government good. Uh, I'm a live uh, government good or uh, government bad. You know, you're going to fall into that stupid ass binary unless you understand how it really who's who's holding Texas power over who. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Nobody understands that because like people either believe government's like a check on capital or that it. Yeah, it just uh, again, like there, there's just a fundamental misunderstanding that will kind of color all your other experiences, right? You have to sort of see knowledge. Yeah, the accumulator. Exactly. You sort of have to see the accumulation of knowledge like a skyscraper, right? If you're, if you're, if the foundation is built on shit, you can have a whole skyscraper built on shit, you know? It's right. like the whole thing's right. gonna be shit. And, um, exactly. And, but, but, but it's once it's, once it's built, right? It's so high that you don't want to push it down. So what's, <laughs> yeah, the, point, yeah. what's the point of trying to understand what you believe, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want to do that. And what, what do you, what do you make of, uh, uh, yeah, what do you make of this whole thing of, of Bernie saying that uh, if Trump, you know, if he loses and doesn't accept the election results, he's saying essentially what Pelosi, what all the Dems are saying, we're going to have to remove him that, uh, you know, well, just everything Bernie said in the last couple of months is, you know, he's not obviously controlling his Twitter, like whoever he's handles He's towing the line. He's, he's towing, towing the line. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, towing I, the think, line. I think I tweeted like, I think I tweeted the other day, I was kind of drunk and I was just like, he's just going to. Tell us to to vote for corporate Democrats until he dies. Like, yep. uh, that's just yep. what he's going to do, because, yep. you know, I don't know if um, there's a metaphorical gun to his head telling him to do this stuff or like, you know, part of me thinks that Bernie knew that he would just get turned into Ralph Nader if he didn't become Bernie Sanders. You know what I mean? Like, yep. huh. part of me thinks, you know, just just listening to him. There's a really good video where he speaks to, you know, kids in a high school in like 1993. And I'm like, wow, he does sound like Ralph Nader. But like, he he knows that he's not going to be able to have a voice unless he's part of the Democratic Party. But what comes with that is that you're part of the fucking Democratic Party. (laughs) Right, right. And your voice is neutered to fit their specific talking points. Exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah, wait, see, okay, what do I think of him? Um, Oh, with like the coup? I don't even know what he's been saying about that. Phil Manners. So So I actually just pulled the article up. Oh, cool. He was saying it's not just idle speculation. Trump was saying the only way he could lose this election is if it's a rigged election, blah, 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 blah. Even though every nation national poll practically has him in the uh, has him behind Biden, which is bullshit and cuck stuff. Um, But he's like, this is not just a constitutional crisis. It's a threat to everything he stands for. We need to prepare ourselves for the reality that he might not leave office uh, if he's voted out. Blah, 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 blah. Bill Maher shit. Bill Maher shit from a couple (laughs) of years. Like, (laughs) my God. Yeah. So I don't I don't really know. Like, I guess. I mean, Bernie sort of has to. We don't have to talk about that specific thing because, I mean, I mean, I could go on about how that fits into the the coup thing I've been talking about. But aside from that, just I think like the whole uh, loyalty, the blind loyalty people have to Bernie. Like I've been saying, oh, yeah. like like Trump is better than Bernie at this point because if Bernie's just towing the line and he's just completely a DNC lib, I mean, then Trump is better because Trump is obviously better than the DNC, <laughs> better than the libs. You know, it's and, funny. It's like um, it's like uh, intellectual property, right? It's like entertainment media. Like we were talking, you, you know, what it's like 
like being a fan of a politician, how deranged that is. Like, think about it. It's like, it's the, it's assembling the Avengers, right? Like the DNC is the Avengers and like, and like Bernie, well, you know, like, you know, we (laughs) supported him because like, you know, he was, he was representing some good shit, but not because we loved him as uncle Bernie or something like that, as Cardi B would say. But like, yeah, (laughs) like I don't, I don't love the personality. He's not a consumer choice. I make. Um, I mean, I mean, that's unavoidable. It is on a certain level, but like, but like at least being able to have that self-awareness to be like, well, I'm not in this for a personality cult. Right. But, like but what if you can, team, sir. Yeah, exactly. It's but a like, team of rivals. It's the team but, of rivals and Bernie's one of the rivals. But think X, about, I think about like if you're in the game of politics and everything, like, no, like those people that you get onto, like the 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 personality cult buy-in people, that's like your fan base that you can bring to the party to the Avengers, yeah. right? Like the they're Captain America fans, and yep. you know those asses are going to be in that seat right next to the Thor fans. Exactly. This and is a really I, yo. This is a really good metaphor. I mean, it's a lit metaphor, but it's very fucking good. It's yeah. Well, that, you've seen that because everything's cool, fucking that. flattening out and becoming the fucking same at this point. Like, exactly. No, like exactly. the squad, the squad just like is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like fuck all this shit. This sucks. They're gonna. They, I guarantee there's fucking AOC Funko Pops. Absolutely. NBC actually made like that commercial, or I don't know if it was MSNBC or like cbs or abc or someone made a fucking commercial where they photoshopped faces of the dnc various members of the squad and the dnc and biden onto the actual avengers in game like in a scene <laughs> and it was like on actual no national tv like this no. shit was like in the psyche like it's oh. real like y'all are talking about now as like it's a metaphor it's not a metaphor it's literal and real like media just fucking make it end just fucking make it end, yeah kill dude. me please yeah, kill me crazy. yeah these are just uh these are just celebrity figures now i mean our, our our culture is essentially just one big reality tv show um it's like when when aoc went on like the the that um yep like RuPaul drag show or something like that. I was just like, yep. I was like, this is like an elected fit official. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, like, why is this okay with people? Like, yep. like, it's not like you're someone who was formerly, I was just like, you're, I was like, why are you on this TV show? It's so bizarre. Um, it, it almost makes sense. Um, I feel like, yeah. having, I, I feel like this past year, I've all, all I've read is just like fucking Baudrillard and stuff. And it's just like, it just prepares you for just this totally absurd media world. Um, detached from any sort of reality i feel like we're just like we're not even in the hyper real we're just like in the hyper real squared like yeah any like is a simulation of uh, of like seven different simulations of past it's like it's <laughs> just it's a, i don't even know what to do with it um no no and you know the the thing that <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> Wow. You know, we're just gonna thing? start. We're gonna start narrating uh, uh, the Memes chat. In the chat, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the thing, yeah, the thing. About- also, also, just just really fast for the folks at home. I called that there was an AOC Funko Pop doll, and then just just took the two seconds to Google it. There is one hundred percent. No, that's got to be the shit. episode image, right? That's got to be. The yeah, epi- I'll do it. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, there we go. There we go. This one goes out to Drew. Absolutely. It looks yeah. like that painting where she looks like a bug. That mural that someone did of her. 
where they made her eyes look like crazy big like a lizard or something slav you know what i'm talking about it was like Wait, a what? wall mural like a street art painting of aoc <laughs> that went viral or she looks like a straight up bug or something oh didn't drew put that in his header and shit like <laughs> yeah. it's what and you know drew sick like. drew sicko ass beat to this shit you know he beat to this shit. <laughs> oh absolutely but yeah i love him with big eyes like, oh, <laughs> highlighting her my favorite features of her i love i loved the uh i love one of the replies on that that picture it was like uh like why does it look like that oh my god and then someone's <laughs> like it's just art <laughs> what you don't know oh exactly that's like oh yeah it's, you know exactly oh my god no the thing <laughs> no the thing I'm, I'm thinking about is like you know it's just it's just mind-boggling to me how much there's so much blind loyalty to aoc to bernie and you know how they used to say, the libs used to say, oh, you know, Bernie's a cult of personality. His fans are a cult of personality. And, you know, I was like, nah, we like his policies. And then as he lost and I realized these people clung on to him, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, they didn't care about his policy. They didn't care that he's back backpedaling on every policy. They they are a cult. Of, they're, the libs are right. It's cult of personality. What's and crazy it's like, to me is that, that cult of personality is such a lib thing, but the libs recognize it and they use it. They weaponize it against us. Exactly, like they weaponize exactly. it against Bernie, people calling it a part of cult of personality, like you're talking about. And now that Bernie's dropped out, and like me and people who aren't going to vote for Biden are like, yeah, no, I'm not going to vote for Biden. People will be like, yeah, but didn't you know that Bernie said you should vote for right, Biden? Right, right, like, right, right, right. Yeah, I don't aren't give a you- fuck. <laughs> right yeah 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 but but some people some people on the left will be like well yeah well bernie says it's okay exactly. so i'll do it some some rose emojis i'm sure are secretly whatever the fuck they say on the timeline i'll tell you right now they're secretly voting biden they're cucks they're pussies. dude i'll just that's like that's i mean i don't know it's like that's sicko shit but also like dude mad respect to the brand work right oh, yeah. like you oh, got you got him you oh, got real. him like they are they are with you he's saying all the retarded shit now and it's just like not even batting an eye yeah um, yeah yeah it's just it's just such blind loyalty to to them and to aoc and, and the thing that always comes to my mind is like you know they work for you right your tax dollars pay their salary they work for you not the other way around why are you blindly loyal to them and you know, making exclusive for them like you're, they're your friend. Like they always do the Hillary, Hillary's mother shit. Hillary is the light shit. The libs do that, and <laughs> the like, left it, would always make fun of it. But the left does the same. I don't understand it. It's like they work for you. They're only as good as what they do for you. They're not you. You don't make excuses for them and be like, oh well, you know, she's trying her best. She's under a lot of pressure. What the fuck are you talking? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Are you stupid? Are you a fucking cuck moron? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, but they won't make those excuses for like the McDonald's cashier who like gave him their coffee a couple minutes too late. No, of course, no, of course not, of course not. But it, it's just it, it's just mind boggling to me. Like, no, that they, person probably voted for Trump. Fuck that person. Yeah, exactly. They said the N word on Twitter uh, 15 years ago when they were 12. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. They did a yeah. no growth. They went and got they went and got fucking brunch and didn't raise their fist. So right, uh, right. the left one specifically. Yep. Just hit them with a brick. Qualify for unemployment now. So that's <laughs> that's your that's your past lives fault. Crazy shit. No, yeah, it's just it's just yeah. I just I just don't understand it. I I I just I just on a base level. I know people say like, yo, we're we're a feudal society and we're just like serfs, just like these celebrities. We're just blindly loyal to them and like there's 
I yeah, I get that, but I, I, at a base level, I I do not understand it. I don't understand it. Just like people not- have a misunderstanding of like how power works and like how ideas come to be and like how how they change the course of history like on their own through like people just gradually you know doing different material shit and changing the material circumstances around them and people like get this like great man of history syndrome where like they think like oh like Lenin is the reason why communism happened or like anything like that you know and it's the same kind of thing oh that yeah into oh yeah into yeah, like right. even yeah, right. even though Bernie didn't really do shit right, but like he had the potential to be. He's a revolutionary yep. figure. He's the. It's like some type of just like people don't understand that actually these things are coming from the masses. Us. Like in like yep. us wanting them and needing them in like material circumstances, necessitating yep. these changes and these revolutions. They see one person's be the figurehead of it, and they think that it sprouted directly from their mind. It's like that's just yeah. not how reality works. That's not how history works. Yep. But people don't understand that, especially not these libs that can't think about contradictions because they can only think in one way. Oh, he must be the lifeblood of this idea. He must have never done anything counter-revolutionary or wrong in his time like because they can't see yep. both sides of that. Yep. Now exactly. you're, I mean, now you're implementing dialectical materialism, which no one understands. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> That's that's sort of why, right? Like, if you know, I love I love the phrase. I don't know where the, where the fuck it came from. It's like you know, if if uh, he didn't exist, right? Like the revolutionary potential would have been harnessed by someone else, you know. So yep, right, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, it's, exactly. It, the problem is that that people, yeah, they they see sort of history in these figures, and there's also this bizarre tendency that a lot of people have to think that we are a post history and b post violence as a society. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with the, the fact of like the drone, you know, like, like, like drone technology, right? Like, yep. like violence, you know, you, you don't really Sterilized. see it because American yep. soldiers don't get hurt anymore. Right. So like you yep. don't see violence. Social um, violence yeah. now. Yeah. You know, it's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's violence in a different way. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's like total atomized exploitation. It's, uh, you know, 25% of people 18 to 44 wanting to have committed suicide in the past two months. Right. It's like, yep. Yep. It's this, it's this spiritual death that, uh, like a, you know, post God society sort of can't really understand. <laughs> it's like, wow, everything's so perfectly optimized. Why are we so fucking unhappy? It's like, well, you know, because you, you love your fucking boss and, and like, you don't understand that, that that's the biggest contradiction in your, in your life. But like, you haven't been educated in the right way. You can't, it's just, I don't know. I mean, like the poly. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm flustered. I'm, I'm flummoxed. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I mean, like, like the media was failing and even now in the Trump bubble, they're like laying people off. And so like the, the, you know, earlier when I was saying like, oh man, like fucking media sucks. Culture sucks now. Right. <laughs> like, like everything for the last four, everything for more than the last four years, but especially the last four years has been shitty, but there's been like, probably like the best story arc being told in any soap opera on television has been politics the last four years. Oh, I mean, yeah. like it, it is entertainment media. Oh, it yeah. is. And like, I'm like Trump's like reality the, host. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. right. It, yeah. No, no. And like, like there's, there's the, there's the kind of like, you know, facetious way of saying that, like where I'm kind of like t- speaking in a hyperbolic manner. And then like, there's what I mean, which is oh, pretty yeah. fucking literal. Like this shit is fucking entertainment media. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and um Definitely. yeah, I mean we just we just frame it differently and it's 
the market the market will conquer all fronts <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, they, oh, yeah. yeah it'll it's sort just, everything out oh yeah exactly i mean it's not for us it's for the machine <laughs> yeah, not, yeah yeah um i'll see yeah, what, what, this will hand take the wheel you know <laughs> this is a yeah. Oh, yeah i'll say one thing about the great man uh point that um uh coh was making was like yeah for sure like the idea that uh trump is the reason why there's bigotry now you know or mm-hmm. or <laughs> or that obama created cancel culture you know what i mean it's always tying these people to the movements that created them like they're they're you know i mean like these these things allow them into power they're riding the wave they're not the uh it's this weird like uh infantile conception of history where like oh this person popped in and changed everything it's like no they the conditions were ripe they just needed somebody anybody to to uh to come in and, and seize the moment if well, it's also, it, oh sorry go ahead. Go ahead. no go ahead no it's, it's also just like a, a fun point because like you're alluding to the fact that like uh like the american population when they're not like doing like a maoist cultural revolution is like also just like deeply deeply reactionary most of the time and so like and so like you know the same people um you know that were you know probably frothing at the mouth for for crime bill stuff uh in the not too distant past and you know just 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 generally the kind of people that would think that Pete Buttigieg is a is is a uh, is a step forward um, for our political discourse, like yeah, no, are now are now going around um, acting like you know HR professionals to to everyone in their neighborhood. And, uh, yep. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's depressing. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, man. It's fuck. It's it's fucking hilarious, and I like. I really do think like what I, I mean, like just like yes, the 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 post. The post God, post you know, not to go into the whole like say the word, say the word, (laughs) say the word. (laughs) I don't, uh, I don't know what word I'm supposed to say. Postmodern. Oh shit. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Included but not limited to, right? So like, (laughs) it like not to say a different word not not to say like uh the the kind of cliche of like wokeness is a religion but like again like no like what is the ethical framework of this right like i I don't know It, it it occurs to me i was i was watching i was i was watching something recently that was like just kind of discussing like the philosophy of jordan peterson and like someone kind of just like making the point that like this is actually like kind of like the furthest left that like that like protestant liberalism can get and like people just like brushed jordan peterson off as like a far-right lunatic when like realistically he's just like a a a classical liberal just like basic bitch kind of dummy um but like no like like his his debate with zizek like in like maybe some like philosophical ways zizek is like more shockingly right wing than jordan peterson is jordan peterson is just is is again it's just like as far left as you know protestant liberalism is gonna get that's nothing crazy it's just the fact that like he is someone whose worldview is not with a complete absence of an ethical framework um and and, and like i'm i'm a progressive enough guy to not necessarily and you know i wasn't raised 
religious. I'm like a progressive enough guy to say that like you don't necessarily need to get that ethical framework from like a Judeo-Christian belief or something like that. Not necessarily. I think history probably isn't on my side there, but like, but like if if you're if you're rejecting uh, previously standing. Um, ethical systems you should probably have something to fucking replace it with <laughs> yeah <Yes>. for real <laughs> and, and like and that's like that's a pretty fucking big detail that's probably the biggest fucking detail i can emphasize is like no challenge this stuff like let's be you know forward thinking but like let's actually like not sell our car if like we need to get to work tomorrow uh, well, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a horrible metaphor well yeah no 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 I that's that's abolish the police thing is like abolish the police and replace it with what no exactly what what are you talking about like okay i'm down i don't like the police uh i don't like the way the thing is operated i I don't like any of that but what 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 are you replacing it with the crime is just going to go up like you you need an answer for that and they don't have an answer for that the anarchists don't have an answer for anything and capital is just going to fill the void it's funny because like it's funny because like people on like the dissident right or just like kind of weird third positiony uh, positions. I see enacting the good parts of Marxism like more than like in just doing material analysis. Then I actually see like fucking liberals that are just like have all these fucking peer reviewed, you know, articles in their academic pieces about like gay queer environmental marxism just like weird shit where it's been refracted eight times through mirrors or something it just doesn't even make sense anymore like i i I don't know i mean now i'm going down kind of a rabbit hole here but like i was saying earlier about like how there's just no material basis anymore like there there's because of the fact that it's such an idealistic and ideological program there is no material groundwork there's no material benchmark there's no program for okay abolish the police then what okay yeah we have out like the family has been eroded through capitalism and like you know we have gotten to the point where like we need to transcend the family but like how do we do that it's not about just you know abolish the family and like you know desecrate the family whatever the fuck it's provide a better understanding of collectivity going forward so how do we do that and that's the issue like the left is really good at like bringing up these ideological fucking qualms and worries but never providing any fucking yep. path program or groundwork for how the fuck are we going to materially change and solve yep. this like yep. like you can say all that you want like yeah we should abolish the police i i hate the cops too i've been arrested several times i've been beat up by p- pigs like i hate the cops but like what the fuck are we gonna do because we can't just have no cops at all like yep. where is your right. groundwork what's your fucking plan okay yeah i don't think that like the bourgeois idea of a family is what we should be like banking on but at the same time i don't want my daughters to sell themselves into sex work and like i don't want to live in a polyamorous bubble like what the fuck are we gonna do and like why is there no one working on actually providing this fucking groundwork a program yeah in- Thing. there's no one with any like you can come up with the, all these ideas all the time about like we need to abolish the state we need to abolish how the fuck are we gonna do it yeah and yep. what the fuck are we gonna do instead yeah me and maybe i'm down like because yep. i'm down ideologically i just don't know what materially your plan is yep yep like, it's so fun- far from a general strike we're so far from that and like that that's what i precipitate like seizing the state uh but yeah, like, no, every, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. I think these are just nice things we can, again, like, going back to what we talked about earlier, like, you know, ACAB kind of replaced Abolish ICE, right, in terms of things you can put in your profile. 
Um, and like, all the, and none of us are saying it. Yeah, all the libs freak out about his breaking of decorum or whatever, but people relate to that shit. They relate to the fact that he's he's one of the first presidents that like people could laugh with because they relate to the whole sentiment of like, yo, these people are fucking corrupt crooks or whatever. And he just say right. it. He'll Talking just say it. About the army today, when he was like, when he was like <laughs> yeah, uh, do you think people in the military like? say they all like me like the people in the high up in the pentagon definitely don't like me just because they want to just keep having wars and bombs and making their oh, planes yeah. like bro oh, that's yeah. so based like coming oh, from yeah. president i don't know if he's gonna do anything about it or not at least someone's saying it man yes like, uh, bro, yeah. that's the president sounding like gnome fucking chomsky like yes. that rules <laughs> yes yes that was insane i was like and I like if that. i say that's based people are gonna be like oh you're just like a reactionary right-wing trumper now it's like no you can admit that that's based like admit that's good like <laughs> dude dude the guy turning his girlfriend blue like a smurf is funny <laughs> but yeah we should we should wrap this one up but uh yo egg guy, yo yo thank you man much appreciated man honestly because like we gave you 24 hours heads up and you came on like honestly man i i really appreciate it it was it was i've been meaning to have you on i've been asking you like mad times and like this is the one that ended up happening but no, i uh, felt i felt bad to, i felt bad uh rejecting i just um i what i do with my life is like i uh i'm a, I'm a teacher so i put off all my work uh, until like my time and i'm like oh shit if i do this at night i'm not gonna do my work till 4 a.m in my head i was like oh no like i'll keep i push everything off but i wanted to come on so thanks for having me yeah, man, I, definitely is great. You're actually one of the really few accounts I actually like really respect on left Twitter. So absolutely. or have in this I really, realm. Absolutely. So. yeah, all you guys are you guys are great accounts and you're nice people. Yeah, thanks, Fun. brother. It's a, yeah, it's good talking to you. Hey man. Yeah, for sure. We'll have you back on at some point in time and yeah, you came through super clutch. This was tight. Uh but yeah, thanks man. Thanks again and yeah, we'll catch you guys uh next week. Of course. I'm excited to Excited to listen to myself. It's probably gonna be weird. <laughs> oh, it'll be it'll be a nightmare. <laughs> Luckily, oh, yeah. you have you have a you don't have a, a shitty voice. No offense yeah. to, to anybody yeah, like, else who has a shitty voice, but like like Drew. Drew is trans voice. <laughs> Fucking obvious MTF or FTM or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I'd say obvious MTF, but he's just like an MTM for, for real. at that point. You can't even tell MTF. You know FTM. You can't even tell at that point. It's either way. <laughs> Hi guys. All right. Uh, Take care, man. All right. Peace, man. Peace, guys.